listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Road to Omaha Podcast presented by Apollo Media. If you haven't already, hit us up on Twitter at Road to Omaha Pod. And you can follow Apollo at Apollo H-O-U. And today is a very special day. For the Road to Omaha podcast, we have not had a guest all season long. And now we're here sitting on the cusp of the Super Regional podcast. We've got our guest. We've got our very first guest. We have at Braves at Ashland on Twitter. Make sure you go follow her. Ashland is here. She is an Auburn fan. So the SEC is here to dominate this podcast, unfortunately for Des. So <laughs> Ashland, you are here. How are you? I'm good, guys. Thanks for having me. Um, if it does help Des, I have a very soft spot for Texas. I've had a soft spot for Texas since Vince Young. And then Colt McCoy was like, we were going to get married. He just didn't know. So there's, there's some Texas love in there. Um, thanks for having me. I am Braves Ashland. I talk a lot about baseball on Twitter and football and hockey and all the sports that let me down continuously. And I am a member of John Boy Media. And <laughs> we have three podcasts that we do with my friends, Emily and Marla. We have Mansplain Baseball elsewhere, Mansplain Hockey elsewhere, and we do a evergreen content pod called lecture and ladies where we just take turns teaching each other about shit it's super fun no that's awesome ashton thank you for coming on um you've been killing it obviously uh with your continuous coverage and, and everything that you do and everyone at john boy as well um it's been it's been really cool to see your growth and, and your podcast and take off um, truly special and we're just thankful that you're our first guest here on the uh, road to Omaha with the uh, super regionals uh, about to kick off I think we saw last week all the home runs I, I think we literally saw every single home run in the history of mankind mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. it was mm -hmm. the coolest thing ever I, I hope it continues this week because it was bat flips it was 700 foot home runs it was pitchers even you know pimping peacock in a bit as well but I had a hell yeah. of fun time last weekend yeah, so I was listening yeah, to the 11.7 boys, uh, I think this morning, 11.7, great college pod podcast. We're hoping to get Ben on pretty soon here before Omaha. Um, I think they said like there was 200 and there was nearly 300 home runs this past weekend during the regional. Three, yeah, nearly I listened 300. to them this morning too and it, was trying, I think they said like 295 or something. I tried to track down a regular, like an actual number. Of course I couldn't, but we like not only shattered the record but like shattered the record because it was like 245 or six I think and we hit that and had like a day and a half left of games to play yeah so I think the NCAA finally figured it out they they may hate us fans they may hate their athletes but I think they figured it out with college baseball they're like look I think we got a little traction this year this semester this 2021 season and they're like hey let's just put sprinkle a little juice Little, exactly. little little salt bay juice on the balls and they're flying there was a pop-up it's mississippi state bias i know i was watching those games completely intently and just zeroed in on the screen but campbell hit 
a pop fly home run on Monday in the final game of the Super Regional, and it was a pop fly right off the bat. You, it just went straight up, and I was like, "Oh, it's it's fine," and it carried into like the second or third row of the suites in Mississippi State and Duty Noble, and I was just like, "All right, what are we what are we doing here?" It was like Carlos Correa's <laughs> home run in 2017, and when it just carried into the Crawford boxes, it didn't make any sense. But I, I can't knock it. I love it. I love yeah, home runs. Fine. You can't Keep it you up. can't deny it. No. They, I think the uh, – oh, sorry, go ahead, Ashley. No, you're fine. I was just saying they – I think I agree. They just found out what's working. And, I mean, everybody loves home runs. People who aren't baseball players or fans love home runs. It's fine. Like, just sure. go with it. I wish MLB would just go with it. Exactly. And I think the cool thing – and everything obviously opened up to 100%. And I don't think – I don't I don't know if it's just because I haven't seen it in a long time, but there was like a million people at every single game in the South. Like yes, Big awesome. Twelve, Pack or the Pack really did do it, but <laughs> SEC everywhere, everywhere in the South, Southeast, um, packed. It was the coolest thing. I was so happy to see it. Like it, it finally felt normal. Yeah, it so, was bananas. Ashlyn, tell us a little bit how you became an Auburn fan, how you got into college baseball, how you kept tweeting about college baseball, and just yeah, just go deep dive. Tell us okay, all about okay. it. Okay, so this will be a shock, but I kind of, at a very young age, decided to be a black sheep in a family full of Alabama fans. I decided I wanted to be an Auburn fan when I was like five um, because everybody else is Alabama fans and I wanted to be different. Um, so I started watching Auburn games as young as then. Like I remember Iron Bowl games when I was a kid, like in elementary school. And I would be decked out in my Auburn stuff and the rest of the family is in Alabama, which is why I kind of understand why my six-year-old is a Dodgers fan and I'm a Braves fan because, I mean, she gets it on us. Yeah. I can't deny it. <laughs> um, and I went to Auburn for undergrad, um, fell in love with the place down there. And I don't know. I just, I love baseball, period. I love I wish all forms, like all the leagues got more attention than what they do. And the college baseball atmosphere is like none other. Like it's not, it's different from major league baseball. It's different from minor league baseball. It's different from indie league. Like it is that football tailgating atmosphere at a baseball game. Like it's balls to the walls. It's insane. I mean, people who aren't super familiar with SEC now before now are familiar with beer showers and Arkansas's beer mug hats, like four, five, six-year-old kids wearing beer mug hats when the bases are juiced. Like, it's so much fun. And it's always a party. And everybody's always, like, hanging out and drinking beer and sharing food. And it's just a blast. And those kids, like, obviously not all these kids are going to be drafted all those kids aren't going to go on to play at higher levels. So they're giving their all like, this is their last two rob before they have to like go get real jobs and be adults. Like this is it. This is as good as it gets for them. And it's awesome. Yeah. I think the cool thing, and we saw it with uh, Campbell Campbell played their freaking tails off against Mississippi state and <clears throat> being a college athlete. And I tweeted it. And obviously I played at a small school NAI ball but my last day of college ball, it doesn't hit you until you're there. You know, all right, conference tournaments coming up, regionals are coming up, got to win, you win or go home. But when that moment happens, 
it sucks. Like everything you worked for your entire life is now gone. Like Thanos snap, it's done. And to see that Mississippi State crowd like acknowledge Campbell, who pushed them to the limits, obviously, yeah, but showed up and showed out. And they the way they got sent off, I was like, that's what makes college baseball so special. Because, like you said, Ashley, like everything matters. It's like the only time when those guys are playing for your brother. You're playing for the team, uh, the name across your chest, not on your back. It's not a business. You know, you're, you're still playing as a team. You're playing a kid's game. And that's why I think Omaha on the road to it is so special. And I, I'm glad it's finally getting traction. And it just took years and years. And I think social media is helping it grow that traction. But it's, uh, it's a truly special sport to begin with. And in college baseball itself, it makes it even more extravagant, I think. Yeah, and for those who didn't see the tweet that Des is talking about, the Campbell baseball players, the baseball team, they played a hell of a game. They played a hell of a regional in Starkville at Duty Noble Field. And if you're not familiar with uh, Duty Noble Field, there's grills, there's refrigerators, there's beer. Everything's in the outfield. That's so SEC. Golly. That's so SEC. Smoke is (laughs) – barbecue smoke is just pouring over into the outfield. And Tanner Allen, uh, SEC player of the year, Mississippi State, not a big deal. Um, He eats a burger every game. So someone in right field gives him a burger middle of the game, and he's just eating it during an inning. It's the most – it's the coolest thing ever. So Campbell, after the game, did a whole lap around the stadium and shook everybody's hand and got free food. They got trays of barbecue. It, it's honestly the coolest thing and it makes it more special because I went to that school and it makes me feel warm inside because I, I saw those fans. I, I dealt with all those people and I, I've been there in that stadium with those people. So it makes it a little more special for me, but everyone on the Twitter sphere, 11.7, Ben, Dimitri, Ashland, everybody's saw that video and they're like, wow, this is, this is cool. This is what makes college baseball great. And it's only going to get better. Des, Ashland, we are heading into the Super Regionals. We've got 16 teams left. We're narrowing it down. It's the Sweet 16. It's the Super Regionals. It's the Super Pod of Road to Omaha. So we're going to start it off with Arkansas versus NC State. Ashland, what's going on in your mind in that series? I Arkansas has to take this for me. Like, they have to take this for me. Uh Kevin Copps is playing for his life right now because he is one of those guys who's probably, I'm sure he'll get drafted, but he's probably not going to be a long-term major leaguer. He's only got a couple of pitches. We'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he pitches for the Braves one day, but I don't have a ton of faith. Um, but he is one of many players who's just laying it out all on the line and like he wants to win a championship more for Arkansas than anything else. I think they had to show who they were, especially in that last game of regionals against Nebraska and coming back and just fighting and never giving up. I think that's going to kind of light a fire under their ass and going to carry them through. Plus, I just don't really like NC State. So there's that. I love the analysis. The ACC um, hate is here. I, I think I think you know to the cops, like, Obviously, when he came in, I think the third inning in an elimination game, uh, one, I thought, wow, that's a, a panic button move. But it, it turned out he, he pitched his tail off after pitching his tail off earlier in the regional, um, going the distance and, and stepping up. But I think Arkansas 
wins this handedly, and no disrespect to NC State, <clears throat> who beat our Diamond Dogs. But I, I think I think you're right with lighting a fire under ass. I think the questions do emerge though in Omaha. If they do drop a game, and you're using cops the way you're using, that's going to add up. And if you have to make a run and you got one loss in Omaha, that's going to be tough. You can't. We we talked about earlier in the year. Arkansas dislikes the slugfest guys and slugfest teams. Um, that all can only carry you so far if your offense goes to sleep. And obviously, we all saw the the pinch hit, three run home run to to extend the lead after the pass ball. We know they're vibing. Um, I do think they hand handle this region, the super regional handedly, but there are some questions there when they do potentially get to Omaha. Yeah, and Ashlyn, you touched on it. The the whole Arkansas, the bomb walker crowd is banana lands. And I think as long as the balls are juiced, Arkansas should win a game. Theoretically, right? They they hit home runs and they hit a lot of them. So Arkansas should win this regional. I think they go 2-0, NC State, ACC team. I'm going against the ACC team. We've been against the ACC all year long. I'm, I'm going to keep with the trend. Arkansas, the only question mark I have is – is Cobb's arm going to fall off by the time you get to Omaha? You might get to Omaha, which is an accomplishment itself. It's a very hard thing to do. It's an incredible feat. You get to put it on the wall. It's the coolest thing ever, going to Omaha, going to the College World Series. If your best pitcher's arm falls off, we've seen it in many MLB and NCAA series before. Someone uses their arm far too much over one series, and all of a sudden that team knows how to hit them. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm still taking Arkansas for now, but if they get to Omaha and they use cops twice in the super regional, he's already pitched seven of nine games. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of, and he threw a shitload of pitches the last game. So yeah, like 90 something pitches, I think in that last outing. So disgusting. So that's the only thing I want to look out for. As long as the balls are juiced and as long as Kevin Cops' arm is still attached to his body, Arkansas has an incredible chance to win the World Series. That's all it is. So I'm going to move down to Lubbock, Texas. The Red Raiders. Texas Tech is taking on the Stanford Cardinal. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. That's all I'm going to say. Ashlyn, start us off. I think I go Texas Tech here, but I think this is going to be a really good series between the two. Um, Texas Tech, I mean, as we know, is kind of a powerhouse. I mean, they're back in Super Regionals for I don't even know the millionth time in a row or whatever it is. And those guys are just fun to watch. Uh, Now, I will also say I have watched – about three innings of Stanford baseball. So I can't speak very candidly on what they are doing and what they're about because nobody cares about the Pac-12. I mean, um, but I think Texas Tech takes that one, but that that's one of the series that I feel like could go either way. Yeah, I 100% hard agree. I mean, it's hard to watch a Pac-12 game when you can't even like access to watch it. Right. Um, it's weird when the calendar turns to June, Texas Tech just like morphs into another team. Like we've seen it, like you said, for like the last decade. It's they they wear their pants above their knees. They have their buttons on jersey. The flow's going, and they just hit tanks. And mm-hmm. they're at they're they just they just do, and it's weird, and I don't get it, and it p- 
pisses me off because I'm a Texas fan, but I'm going to go Texas Tech here. Um, I'm going to, especially with my two SEC friends here, I'm going to, I have to, I have to tote the party line, Texas Tech and the Big 12. They're going to, they're going to Omaha. I hate, oh, I just threw up. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay, Des. I just took Arkansas. You can take Texas Tech. It's fine. Fair. Um, I'm, I'm with y'all. I'm taking the Red Raiders. Like you said, Des, they're, they turn it on. Postseason comes, they're ready to go. That's, that's all it is. Uh, Tadbox got them in. They're locked in. And I also saw the same thing with Stanford in 2019. Stanford came to Starkville for the Super Regional in 2019. Stanford got hot. They started playing really well towards the end of the season. They did really well in the Pac-12 tournament. They killed the, uh, the regional. They show up in Starkville and they shoot the bet. That's They're playing a Big 12 team and not just any Big 12 team. They're playing Texas Tech. They're, they're the big bad boys of the Big 12 right now. So they're the most consistent team so far in the Big 12. It's, it's really easy to take Texas Tech here. I think Stanford may give them trouble in the first game, but that's, that's all they've got in them, I think. Um, after this... We're going to roll on through the rest of the Super Regional, all other six matchups. Take a quick little break. This is the Road to Omaha podcast presented by Apollo Media. And welcome back to the Road to Omaha podcast presented by Apollo Media. If you haven't already, hit that follow button on Apple. They changed it. Update your phone. It's a new thing. So you can follow and you can save our episodes. Subscribe on other platforms like Spotify, Megaphone, Stitcher, etc and leave a five-star review we'd greatly appreciate your feedback see if you um hate me talking about Ole Miss which I'm gonna do right now I'm gonna do it right now Arizona Ole Miss we're in Tucson Ole Miss is traveling out west granted it's only one time zone it's still out west it's hot it's humid right now here in the south so I can't imagine what the desert's like I'm taking Arizona but Ole Miss I'm tired of your antics. I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of Tim Elko hitting home runs from on one knee, even though it's the coolest thing ever. Uh, shout out Tim Elko. I can't knock you for that. That's the coolest thing ever. He has a torn ACL. He keeps hitting home runs and he hits a lot of them and he hits grand slams and he hits game winning grand slams. It's ridiculous. I like Tim Elko. I hate Ole Miss. Booger Nikhazy is not going to strike out 16 people against Arizona. I'm taking Arizona. That's my Pac-12 team because the Ducks are out. Ole Miss, you didn't even do a beer shower when you hit two home runs in a row on Monday or Sunday, whatever it was, against uh, Southern Miss. So, um, yeah, no, I'm done. Ole Miss, I don't trust you. You don't make it to Omaha. You consistently don't make it to Omaha. And you keep talking about Omaha. That's what makes me want to take Arizona here. And I'm going to do it. I'm taking Arizona. I just can't pick Ole Miss here. That's my biased national journalist coming out of me, but – I'm going with Arizona. Ashlyn, bring us, just take it somewhere else because I'll go on forever. That's understandable. I mean, that's like me. I'm never going to pick Alabama or anything. Obviously, they're good at a lot of stuff. I'm never going to pick them to win. Um, Ole Miss is going to be Arizona, though. Arizona maybe has some of the best offense in the nation, maybe. Okay. But Tim Elko is going to hit 95 grand slams. It's just going to happen. It their pitching has been good it the only thing and I didn't think about this until you just said it but the change in the weather I wonder if that affects them at all because it is so humid and it's so hot here and I've never been to Arizona but I know it's supposed to be a dry heat and that's different and I'm not built for it I'm sure so I wonder if that affects them at all I'm still taking Ole Miss 
but maybe it's maybe it's really exciting maybe we don't decide until like the eighth or ninth inning of game three who's gonna win so i'm fairly certain that they're all 8 p.m start times mountain time in arizona although they may be i don't know what time zone it is past texas after that it just it doesn't make any sense <laughs> we're not um, scientists here no no definitely well, arizona not but doesn't follow the rules they don't even they don't do daylight savings or something they go by their own rules but anyway, either so. way it's dark outside and we've learned from playing the dodgers in the world series once upon a time in 2017 the astros the ball dies in the desert in california in arizona at nighttime there's there's less humidity so the ball doesn't carry as much maybe tim elko doesn't hit 95 grand slams but i wouldn't doubt if he does can i can't be angry at tim elko everyone else on Ole Miss, i will be angry at Des. I, I joked off air that I was going to adopt Ole Miss to be my SEC team so I can fit in with you guys. Um, but I'm taking Arizona. I think everyone has slept on Arizona. I know it's packed. I know we just dogged them in, this, in the Stanford-Texas Tech matchup. But um, they're at home. They're comfortable. They're not traveling. Ole Miss has to travel. The dry heat, all this stuff. I'm taking every over in, on Vegas on the sportsbook. The ball flies out there. I don't care if it's a night game. They'll hit the over. Ole Miss hits the ball. It's just going to be a billion runs. I think – seeing what Ole Miss did and they got pushed to the limit in that regional and Arizona just kind of cruise and just keep, keep doing what they've done all year. And that's when, um, I think this goes three and I think, uh, Zona, Zona goes to Omaha, which would be a, a really big step for that program. Things you love to hear. Things you love to hear. The, the podcast continues for yet another week. <laughs> Moving on to the Nashville super regional. We've got East Carolina, and Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt has been one of the top three teams all season long. They've got Jack Leiter. they got Kumar Rocker. They have championship DNA. they got Tim Corbin at the helm. They make a lot of pitches. They hit a lot of timely hits. They may not necessarily have the, the superpower of a lot of other teams, but they, they have timely hitting. And the Pirates are coming to Nashville. Des, what do you got? Is the moment too big for East Carolina? That's the question. They are going into Nashville. They're going into a uh, stadium that's going to be loud, a team that is full of studs, uh, that get big hits, that make big pitches. Is this moment too big for East Carolina? If if they split somehow, they split one game between Rocker and Leiter. I, I don't know how they're going to do it when it's a three-game series. It's tough. But if they did, Vanderbilt has a game three problem. They, they, they legit have a game three problem. So Vanderbilt has answers – they have to figure out in Omaha, but if East Carolina just sneaks one, anything can happen game three. I'm going to take Vanderbilt, but it's not warm and fuzzies in my stomach. Ashlyn, what do you got on this series? Kind of the same. I'm, I'm taking Vanderbilt, but East Carolina like walked through their regional and Vanderbilt not as, I mean, they did, but they gave up a lot of runs. It was a lot harder fault for them to get through their regional. Um, like you said, everybody knows Vanderbilt has a game three problem. They've had a Sunday problem all year. If Eastern Carolina, if East Carolina gets one by, then anything can happen game three. It comes down to Jack and Kumar have to be Jack and Kumar and they have to be like the best version of. Cause the last couple of starts, I mean, still good. They've still been good but they haven't been maybe as great as some of the starts we saw this season. And people are starting to take advantage of that. I mean, 
They gave up a lot of runs in that region. So, I think yeah. you nailed it. Uh, they, it almost seemed, their stat line's always sexy, right? It's one run, a bunch of strikeouts. It's only like five, six innings. That's a lot of questions on the bullpen, like because their their mm-hmm. pitch count just gets up. And if East Carolina can just stick around and hang around the rim, things can get weird. Yeah, so I think the series actually comes down to Jack Leiter. I think Kumar Rocker's the big game pitcher. You're going to trust him to go seven. You're going to trust him to go eight. He might throw a complete game. We don't know. I think Kumar Rocker shows up for the occasion. Jack Leiter has not been here yet. It's his second year. He was a first-year freshman last year. He's technically still a freshman. He's a COVID freshman now. It comes down to him. And I saw Mississippi State get to him. I've seen a couple other teams get to him. The dude's got immaculate stuff. He, he throws hard, and he also has the, the stupidest movement. It's, it's insane. I want to say East Carolina gets him on the second game, and it comes down to their Sunday problem. Ashlyn, you nailed it on the head. It's a Sunday problem. I'm going to take the Pirates. I'm going with oh, I'm rocking the Pirate ship. I'm rocking the Pirate ship. I don't know. This year is weird. It's a weird year. Everyone has COVID teams. Everyone's got the studs. I just – I don't know. I feel good about it. I've been thinking about it all day. I listen to 11.7. I, I've, I've read all my articles, and I just feel good about rocking the pirate ship. They look too good in the regional. I don't know. I think they, they are, went two. I went, think they went two in a row from Vandy. They're riding some. Like I said, they swept through easily the regional, and I was somewhere today I saw this is the first time they've gone to Supers back-to-back ever. So they've got – some mojo they've got some swagger like going in like hey we we're the first to do this we're about to really do the thing so i wouldn't be super surprised but shit if vanderbilt doesn't make it third look i took right state last week against tennessee let's let's just bless you take this take this all with a grain (laughs) of salt but i have a feeling i had a feeling with right state but i also had a feeling with like six other teams i don't really have a feeling with everybody else this is one i got a feeling with I am I am shocked. I'm over here. Everyone listening, you're not watching the camera, but I am cheesing like a child <laughs> that my co-host said that. I'm I, I love it. I'm here for chaos. Dude, if I was a betting man, I'd put a little bit of money on it. <laughs> the, the stakes are so high. If I lose fifty dollars, I lose fifty dollars. Yeah, but if I, I if the, the odds are like plus twelve hundred, then I'm I'm making a lot of money. I, I can't do math really fast, but we're gonna move on to Austin. We're going to Dez's. Texas Longhorn. So we're going to the top right region of the Super Regional. If you're looking on NCAA Baseball's Twitter, it is the biased region on this podcast because we have Texas and Mississippi State on this side. So we're going to move to Austin. Texas has South Florida because Florida shit the bed in their own regional. We got the South Florida Bulls. (laughs) They got the South Florida Bulls, the Texas Longhorns. Des, you take this one away. This is your team. Yeah, uh, Texas is back, folks. Look, if we lose to South Florida, I, I don't know. No disrespect to South Florida. I'm getting – I already could see all the bits all going viral saying this, but um, Texas is a uh, Omaha DNA team since the very jump. Uh, they're playing really good baseball. I still have no idea how we're the number two overall seed, but um, I'll be there. I'll be at the dish Sunday night, and possibly there's a game three Monday. Uh, I won't be there for game one, but I fully expect – the series be wrapped up by Texas on Sunday night with me in attendance. Maybe a little, a little blitz. Ashlyn, what you got on this one? Again, no, no disrespect to South Florida, but like they gotta just be happy to be here, you know. So 
I, th- I think congrats. It's awesome. I don't know what Fl- Florida was doing all season, much less in regionals. Texas wins this e- easily. I mean, I think it's probably done in two. I don't think we need the third game. But, but you know, props to South Florida for being here. That's awesome. Laying groundwork. 100%. But Texas takes this. Texas is back. Ty Madden is stealing the first game. He's not even stealing. He's just, he's going in. He's going to swipe his card. He's going to check out. He's going to take his groceries with him. Ty Madden's going to have like 10 plus strikeouts. It's going to be, it's an easy first game. You got your ace on the mound. You're not going to be worried. You put up two runs, you probably win. Second game, I think they, I think the offense goes off. I think when Dez is in the building, he's going to be yelling. He's going to have some beers in his system. It's going to be a, it's going to be a great old time. Hit, hit up the Twitter because I'm sure Des is going to be tweeting. We'll be retweeting it from the Road to Omaha podcast Twitter. Yeah, Texas takes this one. I don't think they have an issue necessarily. They might have a little scare in the fifth inning on the second day, but uh, right, Texas is back. Texas is back. That's what like, I'm rolling It can with. be a 10-run lead. I'll still be freaking out. Like, the guy has a really good at-bat. Be like, oh, my God, it's it's over. We're, we're losing this game. That's how I was all during the regional, and they if, were cruising. So, I'm a mess. If you didn't see this earlier in the season, Des went to the Texas and South Carolina series. And let's just say he had a little fun before and during the game. And he's videoing from deep in the third base side. South Carolina guy, he, he, he makes contact with the ball that just is not necessarily deep center field, but it's it was the middle of center field. It was, it was the middle of center field. And he goes, oh, that's a bomb. <laughs> and he's videoing it from behind it. And I can just see him. And then it just goes right in the it's, oh, and then and then he's fine. Everything's good. <laughs> content, baby. It's content. It's, it was the best thing ever. It's uh. it's still my favorite moment of the season out of all of the things that have happened so far. Um, but moving on to the Mississippi State, the Starkville Regional, Mississippi State is taking on Notre Dame. Cowbells versus Catholics. I'm not scared. I'm not scared. Notre Dame put up 50 runs last week in their regional. Three games. 50 runs, they only allowed five. I've been calling the ACC frauds all year long. Notre Dame, we have, we've kind of been on a Notre Dame train. Me and Des, this entire season, we're like, dude, Notre Dame hits a lot of home runs. I don't know. They're, they're kind of good. They, plot a, they, they didn't play a lot of games. And I don't trust Notre Dame's pitching as opposed to Mississippi State's pitching. Mississippi State has one of the top, I don't know, six, seven pitching staffs in the nation right now. I, I just... When the lights go off and the sun goes down in Duty Noble in Starkville, Mississippi, things get different. Des, just just go, go back, no. go, go back and watch it. all the Super Regionals. And I will say one more thing. Out of the last five Super Regionals, there's only been one team to make every single one of them. And it's the Mississippi State Bulldogs. They're consistent. That's all I can say. I think they go to Omaha for the third time in the last three Omaha trips, technically the last four years. Shout out covid I think Mississippi State, they got the bats. They're waking up. The pitching is good. Notre Dame, they're living a little bit of a pipe dream. I hate the gold helmets. I'm all out on Notre Dame. Mississippi State, they take it. Ashland is upset about the gold helmet comment, but I'm all in on them being stupid, and I'm going to continue to say it all week long. No, no, no. I'm going to strongly agree with you. Yes. The gold helmets are awful. I don't know whose idea that was. They're it's the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. It's such a distraction. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them so much that I'm picking Mississippi State to win strictly 
Only because of the gold helmets. Only because. We go get my cowbell on. But also because they did, they scored 50 runs last weekend. They're going to be tired. They're coming to Starkville. They're coming to SEC country. The Irish don't. They don't know what that's like. Like those boys when they get down here and get on that field, and are in that atmosphere, are going to look around and be like, "Holy shit! What the hell did we just walk into? Like, what is this? Like when they see smoke." rolling over the back of the field it's it's not gonna they're not gonna have a chance bless their heart i'll say right. one more thing the sec is tremendous fans are great when the super regionals turn on mississippi state is not the same team that is going to hand out burgers and barbecue and everything to campbell <laughs> they the super regionals are completely different beasts i've worked them i've been there it's different Des. yeah i don't think home run jesus is walking through that door uh and look, Ashlyn, if you haven't if you haven't followed her on Twitter, we're, we're gonna tag all her social. She does this thing for for Jake over at, at John Boy, who dresses dresses him up right on Wednesdays. So yes. you, that's a woman of taste and knows it. So when she is even saying the gold helmets are just a fashion joke, I'm gonna have to go with the, with you guys. I'm gonna say Mississippi State. I think the moment's gonna be uh, too big for Notre Dame. Uh, as yeah, they they pummeled you know a million a million home runs last week. Who didn't? It's uh, it's super regional time, and like you said, Stony uh, Mississippi State has been here before. They're at home. The moment's never been too big for them throughout the season, and I don't think this moment's gonna be as big um, big for them now. Things I just love to hear. I'm just so happy. It hurt right me now. saying that. It really it's okay. Did, but... It's okay. I said nice things about Texas. You did. Um, we're gonna move on to the Columbia Regional, which is utter bullshit at this point we've got virginia and dallas baptist virginia or dallas baptist should be hosting right now but the NCAA stupid so we're in columbia south carolina at the south carolina university of south south carolina ballpark i took virginia in the last uh round in the regional not a big deal got that one right um des on the other hand not a big deal got dallas baptist right so here we are ashland take us away with this region or super regional no pressure. Okay. It's our two, our two guest picks. Dallas Baptist played three close games in their regional. They won. That's great. Honestly, didn't watch them play. Didn't watch a single at bat all season. Watched maybe two innings in the regional, but that's, that's great for them. Virginia has to keep winning because I have to keep seeing Steven post-game mm-hmm. interviews. So I, that's as far as my analysis is going to go. Virginia has to win because I need more Steven post-game interviews. I need more talk about Dippin' Dots because he reminds me of Zach Grinke and it makes my heart happy. So I need more. I need more. Yeah, the kid's electric. Um, he kind of looks like Kenny Powers too. So that's like kind of makes him better, right? Um, I'm going with DBU still. They remind me of Coastal Carolina. Um I do think the wins are a little inflated because the breaking news today was Jim Schwarzenegger leaving TCU to go to Texas A&M, which is a, a huge get. Uh, I love Schloss. He, he was the one who offered me. Um, I, I love that guy for life. Now I have to hate him because he's going to Texas A&M. But uh, maybe that news, maybe that TCU team knew that that was going on behind the scenes, just like Florida looked like Sullivan was leaving to LSU and doesn't look like that now. Like a team feels that. Um, 
So maybe that those TCU wins were a little uh, a little inflated due to them checking out. But I got to ride with DBU still. I took him last week. I got to take him again this week. Ashland, as much as I want to ride with you because I think Virginia is the right pick, I cannot consciously, as an unbiased national journalist of college baseball, take an ACC team to make it to Omaha this season. We've dogged them all year. I said it three times already on this podcast, and I, I just can't do it. I'm taking Dallas Baptist. They, they swing the bat well, and Virginia's an ACC team. That's literally the only basis I'm going off of right now because Virginia was a top 25 team at the beginning of the season for a couple of weeks, and then they fell off the face of the earth and somehow made it right back into the regional. They, they won the regional. They, they played well. I'm taking Dallas Baptist. I'm taking the Patriots. I'm rocking with the home state. ACC, I, I, I hate you for the year of 2021. And 2022, we can revisit things, give it two weeks into the college baseball pod, uh, season, but I'm all out on the ACC. That's, that's simply what it is, and I cannot, with good conscience, take Virginia. I mean, that's unbiased journalism. That's why you, that's why you listen. Unbiased. That's why I'm here. I'm only here to give you the, the best and the greatest content, all right? So ACC, if you're an ACC fan, I, I'm not sorry. You, you did it to yourselves. Just the second we, best. Sorry. <laughs> we've we've got one more super regional here. And I, I'm gonna say this. This is the most intriguing super regional. It's the the final one on the bracket, the bottom right. We got yeah. LSU in Tennessee. You got an SEC matchup. You got Palmineri leaving LSU after the season. You got a Tennessee coach that whines about fans. And you also have an LSU coach that whines about fans. LSU and Tennessee SEC matchup in the Super Regionals. This is why we're here. Des, you're an automatic SEC fan for this podcast. It's okay. You can take one of these teams. But Ashland, our first guest, our inaugural guest on the Road to Omaha podcast, is going to take this regional, Super Regional first. Okay. This is... Definitely the one I'm most excited about because it is an SEC matchup. And to be quite honest, it's two teams that I didn't know if they would be here as the season was going on. Um, with the news of Paul leaving, I think that's carrying a lot of weight with that team. They're they're playing for their coach. They're fired up. This is He's been a college baseball coach for, what, like 40 years or something? And he's finally hanging up cleats. He's He's done. I think that's going to have some power. That being said, Tennessee's been really fun to watch this postseason. Drew Gilbert, that walk-off grand slam was ridiculous. He homered, I think, in every game in regionals. They've just been really fun. I could almost flip a coin for this one, truly. But I think I'm, I think I'm going LSU strictly because they're playing for Paul. I don't think once they get to Omaha, they're probably done. But I think they might be able to push and get there. I think. I kind of gave up on them after Jaden went down, to be quite honest. I was like, okay, forget them for the rest of the year. But they they put up a good show in regionals. Plus, they had, you know, the go-ahead bulk, so that was fun. Yeah, I think uh, I think you nailed it because LSU is playing for something bigger than what they are right now. Obviously, they they've they've won big games. They we know what they've done before, and 
on the road to Omaha in Omaha. I don't think that this team is young. It's it's built for maybe like two or three years down the road, but they're playing for something bigger. Um, I think it's a, a coin flip. I think there's going to be a billion home runs. Uh, I, I'm going to give the edge to Tennessee just because they're home. But that Viatello, their coach for Tennessee, I literally had to stop, and he did a pitching change. I was like, why is why is like the first base first base been making a pitch? The dude's young. I was like, this kid's like a He's he so looks like young. a senior in college, and so they uh. I think that that Tennessee team, they advanced out of what we call the death regional. Um, they, there was four good teams in there that should have been hired two or three seats throughout the country. And they were all in one regional together. Um, so doing what they did and they took care of business. I think that carries over, but I think it's going three. I, I like you said, Ashton, I think it's a coin flip, but I'm slightly today on uh, June 9th going Tennessee. And that could change it on game on game day itself, but I think Tennessee is going to do it. Yeah, LSU is a it's a young group. They got a lot of freshman starters. They got a couple pitchers that went down during the season. Um, they are playing for their coach, who is retiring. I get that. Pulmonary was an absolute weenie during their Tennessee series this season at Tennessee. He complained about the fans. He complained about how mean they were to their their players and how disrespectful and things are. Paul, take a look in the mirror. Take take a look at what colors you got on. Take a look at the little emblem on the left side of your chest. It says LSU. You're down in the dirty south in Baton Rouge. It's it's real tough down there. Those fans, they say much, they probably say much meaner things to opposing fans and opposing players at your field in the box, year in and year out. And don't even get me started about what they say in Death Valley in the stadium in tiger stadium it is insane in football it's moderately bad in baseball tennessee there's no way a volunteer fan said anything meaner than anyone at lsu has said before and i just i can't get that out of my head he he's just been a weenie all season long and he's like oh my pitcher went down oh you're dealing with stuff that every other team has dealt with this year am i wrong in that no, also, oh, I might have to change my pick. Because also, if he thought that they were mean, then this is Super's baby. Honey, it's about to get real ugly. Like, the chirping you ain't is going to The chirping's going to mm. be insane. And I'm going to say something that may be a little controversial. I took right state last week. I unhitched the bandwagon. I'm going to keep it unhitched. I'm taking Tennessee based off of the fact that Palmineri is a weenie and LSU is young. That's 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 it. He's just thought, he's soft. I thought you were gonna heel turn. I thought you were going on that whole soliloquy and we're gonna say LSU. I legit thought that when you when you said that. So I, I really wanted to, but I, I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. I he's just been too much of a weenie this year. He's he's just been in his feelings, and maybe that's the whole coming to terms with retiring and get hanging up the cleats and. That could be a whole process, and I could be very mean in calling him a weenie. I don't care, personally, because I'm never going to meet this guy. He may never even hear this. I'm, I hitched a bandwagon to Tennessee earlier this year. I I unhitched it last week. I'm not hitching it again, but I'm going to take them in this series to go to Omaha. They hit too many home runs. I think LSU's too young. Palmineri's a weenie. Tennessee wins that super. That's, that's, that's all it I is. It. I love it. I love the analysis of the coaches being a weenie, and that's why we're that's why everyone listens, right? That's why that's, that's why we tune in. 
but just deep dive analysis here on the Road to Omaha podcast. Lots of notes, lots of reading. <laughs> no, but um, Ashlyn, it's been a blast. Has we been. appreciated you coming on this podcast. We've been thinking about who our first guest was going to be, and it just worked out that you were our first guest. We we're psyched to have you here. So Ashlyn, plug all of your stuff real, real quick. One more time. We're going to leave a tweet underneath the road to Omaha podcast tweet with all of Ashlyn's links, all of her Twitters. You can follow her there. Make sure you hit that follow button. Ashlyn, plug it real quick. We have Braves Ashlyn on Twitter and Instagram and the pod is mansplain BB pod on Twitter and Instagram as well. And I talk a lot of shit on my socials and not quite as much, slightly more professional on the pod socials. Slightly. We're all guilty of it. I'm guilty of it. <laughs> Thanks so much, Ashlyn. Thanks for having me, guys. It was tons of fun. Texas is back. Texas is back. Yes. We're all wearing orange. We are. And hey, I guess go SEC since you guys said Texas is back. So, well, I'll be an SEC fan, I guess. It's fine. I mean, it's the dominant conference. So. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> We're going to stop before we get on a tangent. This has been to the Road to Omaha podcast.